Hello! Ako si Jadesca Villan. Kayo ay nakikinig sa bagong rapper podcast episode kung saan hihimayin natin ang mga may init at mahalagang issue sa Pilipinas. Ito ang Rappler's News Break, Beyond the Stories. Sa episode na to, pag-uusapan natin ang sitwasyon sa loob ng New Believed Prison. Nitong mga nakaraang linggo, napabalita ang mataas na bilang ng mga namatay sa loob ng Bilibid. Kasama rito ang ilang high-profile inmates. Ang mga report na ito ay ilang buwan na rin umiikot, ngunit hindi kinumpirma ng Bureau of Corrections. Tila wala rin masyadong alam ang Department of Justice tungkol dito. Bakit humantong sa ganitong sitwasyon? Bakit tila may disconnect sa pagitan ng Bucor at DOJ? Kasama ko ngayon si Lian Buwan, ang justice reporter na rapper, para bigyang linaw ang mga pangyayari nitong mga nakaraang linggo at buwan sa Bilibid. Hi Lian, thank you for joining me today. No problem, Jadez. So we wanted to ask, months ago, you already did a two-part investigation dito sa situation sa loob ng Bilibid Prison. Can you tell us ano yung findings mo? Ano yung parang what struck you the most sa mga nakita mo sa yung investigation? Our first investigation, which we published uh, end of April, we already knew from the documents we obtained from inside the new Bilibid Prison that high yung death toll nila whether or not it's COVID-related. So there were 60, around 60 in March, and around 60 in April. And dun palang parang stunning na yung number na yun, at least for me and for all the sources who brought us, who called this to our attention. Kasi kaya lang din naman natin nakuha yung story. It's because different sources from different sectors are alarmed na bakit ang taas. Later on, the Bucor would explain that oh, hindi naman yun kataas kasi tas pinakitaan nila tayo ng death toll nila na since before the pandemic, medyo dun na rin naglalaro yung number of deaths nila. For me, that there have been this high death toll since before the pandemic does not really justify the high death toll. Kasi first of all, inamin naman na ni Bucor Chief Dr. Henry Fabro in an interview before the pandemic that critical na yung health situation sa Bilibid because parang their estimate then was one person dying a day. Mm-mm. And sinabi niya critical na yun. Eh, ito pa 60 a month, so that's two a day. So ano pa yun? Very critical. Tapos wala silang enough doctors, wala silang enough nurses. So pagpasok ng pandemic, for you to sustain and add some a little bit more to the death toll, it's not really a justification. But may pandemic na nga, hindi pa rin na-improve yung health services. So for me, that was not a justification. And that's still alarming because we're talking about lives here. Hindi naman to basta-basta namamatay yung mga tao. Yeah. And then by our second... We noticed then na from March, yung una nilang master list of the dead, just the date, the prison number, tapos the death causes uh, were general, ganon. By bandang end of April, papuntang May, nag-ano na sila, mas marami na silang details na nilalagay such that you know if they're dead on arrival or namatay sila in isolation. Mm-hmm. Tapos nakalagay po, if namatay sila sa ospital, nakalagay din kung ano yung ospital. And some of this in the NBP hospital, eh, as in hospital outside the New Bilibid prison. And yung, by our second investigation, ang nag-stand out talaga is, ang daming unclear causes of death. Tapos hindi mo rin, kasi sa Bilibid, pag namatay ka, mandatory na kailangan mong i-autopsy yung preso. Kasi oh. that's a compliance to the United Nations standards na 
dapat hindi sila tinorture, mm-hmm. dapat, ay, alam mo yun, parang there was no foul play. So, dapat laging ino-autopsy yung mga namamatay sa loob ng bilangguan. Mm-hmm. But because it's the pandemic and there are coronavirus protocols, hindi nila ma-autopsy. Tapos hindi rin naman nila tinetest because you, they do not test the dead. Uh-uh. Pursuit also then to the DOH preference to to use res- limited test kits on living patients. Uh-uh. So yun, so hindi mo alam kung namatay ba to sa COVID, hindi ba to namatay sa COVID. For the family, that's traumatizing kasi hindi mo alam kung anong kinamatay nung a relative mo. Uh-uh. And for the overall view of health situation and present condition, hindi mo rin alam kung gano'n baka, ano ba extent ng infection sa loob ng press Hindi ko naman sila na-test. So, yun yung mga striking for me in the first two investigations in April and then in May. So, you mentioned nga na may reaction ka from Bucor na, na parang sinasabi na parang average lang yung deaths na nangyayari. Ano yung reaction dito ng DOJ? Kasi diba, Bucor's under DOJ. So, ano yung sinabi sa'yo ng DOJ when they, you ask them about yung findings mo? Okay, so, i-explain ko lang yung naging process of reporting dito para rin mag-gets ng mga tao where, where this all falls under. Kasi yung first two investigations ko sa Bilibid was, had been difficult talaga. As in, wala akong mapiga. I couldn't get confirmation on my documents. I was confident of my source mm. and my document. But of course, kailangan mo ng corroboration. I couldn't get it from both Bucor who did not answer me at all, mm. and from the DOJ, who kept telling me, will confirm with Bucor. Okay. So, laging parang, the, the last chip falls in Bucor. So, parang, the, the DOJ officials kept telling me, well, hindi pa daw sila binabalikan ng Bucor. So, I was forced to really track the dead, as many of them as I can. Mm-hmm. So, that was a difficult process of calling up relatives and trying to, you know, nangangapaka pa kung alam na ba nilang patay yung relative nila. Kasi you don't wanna be the, the one to tell them, di ba? Mm-hmm. So, naging piecemeal na parang I'll track them by myself or minsan merong isa na mako-confirm ang DOJ. This is all DOJ, wala pang Bucor dati. Uh-huh. May confirm na isa yung DOJ and that identity will match my document. So, ganun yung, yung pag-corroborate ko naging mahirap. I understand the DOJ kasi sabi nga nila, wala kasi sa amin yung first-hand information eh. So, we can only confirm to you if the Bucor confirms with us. What I noticed was that, I don't know kung nag-layering na lang din ang DOJ, pero what I noticed was that hindi rin mabilis yung flow ng information from Bucor to DOJ, considering, as you pointed out, that Bucor is under the DOJ. To go back to your original question, what was the reaction to my first two investigations? Mm-hmm. Nothing. Okay. Um, nothing. So that was frustrating, for I guess, for the family so I interviewed frustrating for me also. Nagkaroon na lang naman ng traction ulit ang bilibid issue nung nagkaroon na ng high-profile deaths, which was uh, last week. Doon na na-force into transes, even though we're not invited to that press conference. This is only right now that mas mabilis yung flow of information from Bucor to DOJ and mas nagre-react na ang DOJ. Mas marami na silang nasasabi. And that's frustrating for me kasi kailangan pa bang magkaroon ng high-profile deaths? What about the other unnamed low-profile deaths? Do, do they not matter? But I guess naiintindihan ko na... Meron kasing novelty yung situation and um, parang merong may other implications. Kaya nagkaroon ng higher interest and 
at this point, parang magpapasalamat ka na lang na at least there's now institutional in- interest over yeah. the issue. So, Lian, in the past weeks, tumabas na yung maraming reports tungkol sa nangyayari sa loob ng Bilibid. Nung binabasa ko yung mga lumalabas na information, naisip ko agad yung, mga, yung two-part investigation mo eh. Mm-hmm. Pwede mo ba kami bigyan ng kahit jisman lang yung mga information na present this past few weeks lang? And siguro ano okay. naman yung statement ng DOJ and Bupo regarding dito? Again, to reiterate this point, yung information the past few weeks, piecemeal din yun eh. Kumbaga, hindi naman, hindi sila maglalabas ng statements and other information kung hindi na unahan ng leaks. That has been the game talaga with Bucor and this whole entire issue. So, ang unang lumabas is yung kay JB Sebastian. That was carried by, siguro ito talaga yung media landscape na kapag marami na yung, marami ng news orgs yung nag-carry, then it's a big issue. Mm-hmm. And it just so happened na ang dami nag-carry nung kay JB Sebastian. And they came from, initially, from leaks mm-hmm. na na-confirm na lang by a funeral parlor owner. And then, mm-hmm. nag-leak din yung death certificate. So, makikita mo rin siguro na boiling point yon siguro ng sitwasyon sa Bucor such that sensitive details like that were being leaked. And Justice Secretary Menardo Guevara, I think, had no other choice but to really jump on it. Kaya she used the word summon. Sabi niya, I will summon Director General Bantag to my office on Monday. And that's mm-hmm. strong for me kasi pwede namang I will meet with the Director General. Ganun, alam mo yun, na parang, mm-hmm. okay, tatanungin ko siya. But no, he had to use the word summon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's being assertive of his power as the Justice Secretary, which under the law um, exercises administrative supervision over the BUCOR. But then again, if you ask Secretary Guevara about this, sasabihin niya lagi na the Bucor Law kind of limits his authority. Mm-hmm. Kasi ang text ng Bucor Law, administrative supervision. Okay. So, parang limited yun na, alam mo yun, yung parang bisor ka lang na uh-uh. just supervise, ganun, but you probably not have the power to really go into the nitty-gritty of their operations or reverse, yeah. reverse their decisions, yung mm-hmm. ganun. Kaya, nung tinanong siya kung Sir, what, what's your reaction um, on the call to, for DJ Bantag to resign? Sabi niya, it's really not my place to say. I just practice administrative supervision. And then, ayun, so going back to your general inquiry, ano yung gist? Supposedly, nine high-profile inmates died of coronavirus. Hindi pa siya super black and white kasi we are just compiling different information from different sources. Mm-hmm. Pero ang nakikita natin sa documents na meron tayo, mm-hmm. walo yung high-profile inmates na namatay and they died within days of each other. Mm-hmm. So yun yung sinasabi ni Senator Risa Ontiveros na, kasi nasa Building 14 sila, diba? Uh-oh. They're isolated because they're high profile. Para sabi ni Senator Risa Ontiveros, talaga, the coronavirus took all them out in one blow. Tapos, mm-hmm. we, we had a source telling us na, diba, pag if coronavirus hits you, hindi ka naman mamamatay agad-agad. So, and nakalagay sa documents natin, most of them are DOAs or dead on arrival. So, bakit daw ganun? So, ibig sabihin na, pabayaan ba silang just rotting in sickness in their cells? Bakit walang hospital records? Bakit sila dead on arrival? Uh-huh. So, that's why, medyo ganun. And uh, in the words of Secretary Guevara, he wants to uncover strange things yeah. happening inside Bucor. And that's another strong words for yeah. the Secretary, to call it strange things. So, parang coming from that na Secretary Guevara wants to uncover what's happening sa Bucor, 
and I remember you wrote a story about how secretive Bucor is. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us about this? Ano bang meron sa leadership ng Bucor ngayon? Historically, sobrang, di ba tayo yung nagsulat nun na talagang sobrang delicate talaga ng Bucor leadership. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Parang mataas talaga yung turnover rate niya kahit anong administrasyon. And that speaks of the kind of animal that is the Bureau of Corrections mm-hmm. or the New Bilibid Prison. We've heard it in Senate hearings na talagang ibang klaseng monster ang New Bilibid Prison kasi parang pinapatakbo pa rin sila ng mga drug lords mm-hmm. and convicts where, you know, the faces are convicts live like kings, ganyan. And may allegation na from Bilibid naman talaga pinapatakbo ang drug trade sa buong Pilipinas. So, ang hirap niya to give credit to officials of Bucor. Mahirap siyang agency to lead and to head. Whichever, kung ano man sigurong leadership yan. Siguro, meron lang talagang highlight in this administration kasi nagsunod-sunod yung mm. scandal sa Bucor. Uh-huh. Supposedly, diba, the promise of the administration was to get rid of drugs and criminality. And yet, it happened in Bucor. So, the GCTA scandal under Faeldon. Mm-hmm. na nung pinalitan ni Bantag, hindi rin nag-evaporate yung scandal kasi as we said, they committed a blunder. They mm-hmm. they hold to jail, freed inmates, and then may mga namatay in oh. dire condition. So that's another scandal under Bantag. Mm-hmm. And now, the high death toll of convicts, and now, yung sunod-sunod na deaths ng high-profile convicts that the Secretary of Justice himself branded as strange things mm-hmm. happening inside Bucor. Pero yan, bakit parang Nafe-feel ko when I read stories about the current Bucor Chief C. Bantag. Bakit parang, siguro for lack of a better term, parang untouchable siya ng DOJ secretary. Tingin mo ba may pagkukulang ba sa part ng DOJ dito? Kasi parang out of the loop minsan ng DOJ na parang nasa-sense ko sa mga statements recently ni Secretary Guevara. Dapat ba may mas ginawa pa silang, mas naging firm pa sila dapat? Kahit na sabi natin, ang role nila ay supervisory lang. You know, that is my feeling too. Kasi yun din naman yung naramdaman ko in my entire reporting of Bucor since last year pa nung ginawa natin yung sa Bilibid Returnees. I really, really felt like ang bagal ng flow mm-hmm. ng information from Bucor to DOJ. And sometimes I kind of understood them, where they're coming from. Kasi nga naman, parang ipit din sila, kumbaga. Kasi minsan sa kanila napupunta yung... Parang they have two answers for problem they did not create. Kaya minsan naiintindahan ko rin yung DOJ. Kasi parang why do they have to answer for this? It did not happen in their territory. But also, minsan mafrustrate ka din because they're supposed to be the administrative supervisors of the Bucor. So, minsan I can't understand why they can't assert or why they uh-huh. can't flex their muscle. Oo. Parang, parang lagi ko naiimagine na parang urong-sulong sila sa Bucor. Yeah, meron din akong nakukuhang ganong feeling. Balikan ko lang ulit yung GCTA controversy. Mm-hmm. Dito sinabi na ni Justice Secretary talaga na he pushed for an amendment of the Bucor law to give mm-hmm. the DOJ more control. Mm-hmm. He, 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 he's on record in saying that. And then, nung nare-report na natin yung mga believed inmates na namatay and we were asking for updates. Sinabi nung spokesperson ng DOJ, si Undersecretary Mark Perete, na sabi niya na ideally, gusto nga nilang magkaroon daw ng review power sa GCTA kasi under the system, Bucor yung mag 
mag-assess mag, mag, ano, mag ng prison records and they'll be the one to to decide if you're gonna be granted a GCTA. And the DOJ is saying that's their discretion altogether. And what we want is to be given a review power. Mm-hmm. Hindi natin alam kung nangyari yan. Uh-oh. Tapos dun sa deaths of Bilibid, we got a memorandum, an internal memorandum from Justice Secretary Menarda Guevara to the Bucor saying that investigate your own men and then determine accountability if ever and then report them back to me. Nung tinanong ko yung update dyan, wala rin siyang update. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know kung ano yung dynamic nila pero makikita mo ngayon sa deaths of high-profile inmates na parang mas may pushback ng counter from DOJ. Mm-hmm. Number one, kasi in-involved na niya yung other niyang attached agency, yung NBI. Uh-huh. So, hindi na to hindi na to okay, Bucor, investigahan mo yung mga tao mo. Hindi na eh. Parang kumuha na sila ng outside investigator na papa-investigahan na namin kayo. And then the act of summoning the director general. Tapos, kwento ko lang din na nung sinomon si DG Bantag to the DOJ, after the meeting, of course, syempre ang tanong pa rin namin mga reporter, please confirm na if JB Sebastian has died because there's no official confirmation until now. And DG, both DG Bantag and Dr. Henry Fabro didn't want to confirm invoking the Data Security Act. Mm-mm. Pero mukhang na-overrule sila kasi mga five minutes later, when, when we were pressing the DOJ, Si Undersecretary Mark Perete na rin yung nagsabing, yes, we can confirm. So, that's an overrule. Kasi, mm-hmm. ayo i-confirm nung isa, pero sige, i-confirm na nila, ganun. So, ayun, parang I am sensing this kind of uh, difficult dynamic between Bucor and the DOJ. Tapos, nitong last week, the Commission on Human Rights released a statement. Kasi, the Commission on Human Rights has really been wanting to look into prison conditions. Mm-hmm. And, every time they go to Bucor or ask for information, yung Bucor naman, bibigay sila sa DOJ. Ginawa rin sa akin ng Bucor, ha? Uh-oh. As in, ask DOJ, parang ganun. Tapos yung DOJ, mahihirapang kunin yung information sa Bucor. So, wala silang mapapadala sa nagtanong. Parang naging ganun yung, yung tug of war for mm-hmm. information. And that happened to CHR, a government agency, di ba? Akala ko sa akin lang ginagawa, pero that happened to CHR. And so, last week, yung statement ng CHR, um, we call out the Bucor and the DOJ for lack of transparency. And Secretary Guevara says, it's not fair to say that the DOJ has not been transparent about the conditions at the Bucor. And then he added that, he followed that with, this kind of information is available only from the primary source, which is the Bucor. The DOJ does not keep the official files of the Bucor nor the personal records of PDL. So, may mo sa sense ka rin na, eh, wala nga sa amin. Yeah. Pero, but the same thing, in so many words. Pero, but at the same time, parang, kasalalan din ng DOJ yan kasi, under niya yung Bucor eh. So, parang if hindi transparent yung Bucor, eh di parang, kasalanan mo, hindi mo pinupush eh. Kasi syempre, I understand na where, where you or Lian or other journalists or other officials or agencies are, bakit sila maaasa sa DOJ para sa information na to? Kasi DOJ as the supervisor ko na Bucor, they should have the parang power to nudge Bucor na, oh, ilabas mo na. Pero, given nga yung dynamics nila na nami-mention na, 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 mo, parang problematic nga talaga. Yung ganitong disconnect between the two government agencies, ano yung risk na or worst case scenario na nakikita mo na posible mangyari if mag-continue silang ganito? Well, ang pinaka-casualty naman ng ganitong bureaucratic problem is transparency. 
transparency not only for the public who demand this kind of information, but also transparency for the families of convicts. Because if Bucor is allowed to continue to assert na, ah, ito yung style namin eh, alam mo, yung ganun na parang, ito yung style namin eh, ganyan, tapos hindi rin sila mamando ng DOJ, then, anong change yung in-expect natin? And so, from that, then ma-appreciate mo rin naman siguro yung move ni Secretary Guevara na itap na yung NBI to investigate them. Now, kailangan nating bantayan what that NBI investigation would amount to. Mm-hmm. Will it be transparent in the first place? Kaya ma-appreciate mo rin yung Senate investigations even though sometimes may mga grandstanding na nagaganap naman talaga sa mga legislative inquiries. It puts the pressure on these officials to be more transparent and to be more answerable mm-hmm. to issues and questions. But to, yeah, to answer your question, if this bureaucratic problem and this back-and-forth dynamic between the two of them continue, transparency will really take a hit. At, you know, believe it is walled. At on its very existence, mahirap naman na talaga siyang uh, kuha na ng information. Mm-hmm. Tapos meron pang another layer of non-transparency. So, paano na? Ano lang, paano natin mangyayari, natin mangyayari kung anong mangyayari sa loob? And we, we should care because, uh, you know, sabi nga ni Nelson Mandela, di ba, the country is judged not by how it treats its highest citizens, by how it treats its lowest ones. So how can we assess our country if we don't know what's happening inside prisons? So para in line doon, bago pumunta sa last question ko, so Lian, itong issue na to, kaakibat itong matagal na rin na calls ng mga groups na palayaan yung mga at-risk at vulnerable na mga prisoners lalo na ngayon na may coronavirus. Meron ka bang update dito sa petition nila sa SC? We're hearing from multiple sources that meron ng decision. Pero wala pa kasi yung full decision. It's being circulated. Para, may, may botohan na, pero wala pang promulgation. Okay. But we're hearing na ang decision anticlimactic. It's gonna be remanded to the lower courts. Oh, Alright, okay. For their, so it's not really... Parang wala. Uh, status quo, ganun. Mm-hmm. Na parang, di ba, um, when, when this petition was was filed, the comments of some lawyers were, ang hirap kasi ng, ano, eh, ng holistic petition kasi uh. you're talking about different circumstances and different legal cases of different people. Mm-hmm. So if you want to free a person, mag-file ka ng case para sa kanya lang. Mm-hmm. Para ma-appreciate siya in its own case. So mukhang magiging ganun yung yung decision, but dahil nga wala tayong hawak na papel, we can't really delve into it, but that's the information we're getting so far, which okay. is gonna be disappointing for the petitioners. And for my last question, Lian, balik tigil tayo sa DOJ, ano pa yung dapat gawin ng DOJ? O tingin mo, ano pa yung kulang sa kanila to emphasize yung control or parang to emphasize siguro na mas mag-cooperate yung viewer sa kanila? para mas ma-flex pa nila yung supervisory supervisory powers nila sa view core dapat. Siguro tatanungin mo na lang din kung ang problema ba ay is DOJ not assertive enough o ang problema ba ay is view core so powerful. Hmm. But 'di ba? Parang hindi mo alam eh nagkukulang ba yung DOJ o talaga bang o talaga bang hindi talaga nila mamando yung viewer. Parang sinong may kasalanan? And that's difficult kasi you know, as in, ma-appreciate mo nga naman yung some moves of pushback and action and some of 
statements coming from the DOJ. Pero yeah, you I can understand the frustration of the CHR na ilump together sila kasi uh, at the end of the day, you are still under the DOJ. Yeah. Kung hindi mo makontrol ang mga tao mo, then that reflects also on your leadership. Pero babalik ulit ako sa is Secretary Guevara not assertive enough or is hmm. Director General Bantag just that powerful? So I guess we'll see the answer to that question siguro in the coming weeks kung kailan kung magpo-pursue itong papacheck niya sa NBI nangyayari o kung makakayang yeah. i-bring forward ang view core sa Senate inquiry sa high-profile killings. So mm-hmm. on that note, thank you, Lian, for joining me today and for explaining yung situation inside Bilibid, pati na rin yung dynamics between DOJ and view core. So thank you, listeners, for tuning in. If you would like to know more about the justice system in the Philippines, listen to the Law of Duterte Land podcast hosted by Lian Buwan herself. Lian, bago tayo matapos, can you tell us mm-hmm. more about your podcast and where people can access it? You can access or listen to the Law of Duterte Land podcast in the same platforms that you're listening to Newsbreak Beyond the Stories, which is um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud. And basically, it's everything that is hot topic in the legal beat. So that are those are laws, decisions. So yeah, if you're interested in our legal landscape, then um, we're coming out with episode 13. So watch out. Episode 13, you're going to release it this week, right? Yes. And what is it about? It's about the People's Initiative. It's basis in the Constitution, kung gaano siya kahirap gawin. And if it will work to give ABS-CBN its franchise. So then listen to the Law of the Dirty Land podcast on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts. If you would like to be updated on this and other issues, huwag kalimutan na i-follow ang Rappler and Newsbreak sa Facebook, pati na rin sa Twitter. If you want to get access to exclusive content and events, join Rappler Plus. This is a community where we discuss and get deeper insights to the issues we face today. You can sign up by visiting rapper.com slash plus. Kung meron ka namang gusto na topic na you think we should discuss in our podcast, email us at investigative at rapper.com. Again, I am Judas Gavilan and this is Newsbreak Beyond the Stories.